Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Old Radio. Comedy Podcast. Welcome to episode 47 of season 3 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Harry Von Zell was most famous as an announcer on various radio shows from the 1920s through the 1950s, appearing on over 20 shows a week in the 20s and 30s. His non-announcing appearances were rare, but he had a guest role on the Joan Davis show, and he was also the star of the short-lived radio sitcom The Smiths of Hollywood from 1946 to 47, appearing as attorney Bill Smith, the head of a household living in Hollywood who rubbed elbows with famous people despite being an average American suburban family. His wife Nancy is played by Brenda Marshall, his daughter Shirley is played by Jan Ford, and their snooty British relative Sir Cecil Smythe is played by Arthur Treacher. The show received great reviews during its run, but never quite caught on, and ended after one season. Von Zell went on to star in several films and TV shows in the 50s and 60s, and also became the announcer of the George Burns and Gracie Allen TV show beginning in 1951. He died in 1981. Now sit back and enjoy the April 18, 1947 broadcast of The Smiths of Hollywood. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. From Hollywood, California, we offer The Smiths of Hollywood. <laughs> Greetings from The Smiths, ladies and gentlemen. Portrayed as usual by Jan Ford as daughter Bumps. Brenda Marshall as Nancy Smith. Earthquake, darling. That was Uncle Cecil coming home quietly from the Rosebud Bar and Grill. Harry Von Zell as Bill Smith. Yes, Uncle Cecil. What do you have to say for yourself this morning? It wasn't my fault, William. I had a bottle of scotch and ran into some bad companions. <laughs> Three friends who didn't drink. <laughs> and that was Uncle Cecil from England, played by Arthur Treacher. Sit down, forget your problems, and enjoy a different half hour of radio, as introduced by the music of Charles Hathaway and the orchestra. But first, a word from the management. And now, without further noise and hubbub, the Smiths of Hollywood. First, meet Uncle Cecil. Cecil, if you please. from Hollywood, the home of the smog-kissed oranges. <laughs> Strange town, this, you know, only place they don't talk about the housing shortage. With two families in every garage, they call it a garage shortage. <laughs> Wonderful opportunities here, however. Every growing boy has a chance to make a fortune, either as a movie star or as an undertaker. <laughs> and you know, you never can tell what will happen next in Hollywood. Yesterday, I had an amazing stroke of fortune. I made $200 in two minutes. I almost lost it in two minutes also by mentioning it to the family. Uh, 
Pete. What a disrespectful way to talk about $200. 200 What? Uncle Cecil, where did you ever get such a wad? I bet he stuck up a filling station. Ooh, what a nasty example of a small human being. <laughs> Let me see that money. Uncle Cecil, did you fleece some veteran of $200? You mean that a still veteran's left with $200? <laughs> Never mind. Now, how did you get that money, Uncle Cecil? The most amazing thing happened, William. I was walking down the boulevard... You know where that broadcasting station is? Yes. When suddenly a long, hairy arm reached out and seized me. A gangster? Worse than that, the master of ceremonies on one of those radio quiz shows. Well, I was snatched inside, asked a few leading questions, and handed a bowl of goldfish. Come to the point. How did you get $200? Very simple. For every goldfish I ate, they gave me $10. (laughs) Gosh! How did they taste? Well, with peanut butter, you'd be surprised. <laughs> I, uh, I must confess, I never made a hundred dollars easier. A hundred? But you said you had two hundred dollars. Ah, I consider that second hundred hard-earned money. Goldfish, oh, <laughs> I managed eighteen, got through nineteen, and even twenty. And then what happened? I went off the gold standard. <laughs> Uncle Cecil, now that you're wealthy, I'd like to remind you that there's an IOU in my piggy bank for $3.28. What do I care where you keep your IOUs? And that reminds me, you said last week if you ever got any money, you'd help me with the expenses. I'll give you three days to pay your board. Three days? Fine. I'll take Christmas, Easter, and the 4th of July. (laughs) Now, just a minute. Before that money is all gone, Uncle Cecil, how about what you owe me? I'm sorry, William. I won't be able to pay you this week. That's what you said last week. Well, I kept my promise, didn't I? (laughs) How about my piggy bank? I think anyone who would take advantage of a small child's trust would be prosecuted. Ooh, what a vile child. Why don't you go outside and play with one of your little friends? I only have one little friend, and I hate him. Uncle Cecil, don't dodge the issue. Now, how about your board bill? I was happier when I was poor. You know, you remind me of a pack of vultures. Vultures don't come in packs. You want to see the IOU you gave me for $45? All right, a herd of vultures. I find nothing more boring than the old IOUs. Who ever heard of a herd of vultures? And here in my wallet is another I.O.U., the one you signed last Saturday night. William, no court of law should hold a man responsible for what he does on Saturday night. Is it, is it a covey of vultures? It's a covey of quail. Oh. Someday you'll want to borrow more money, too. I never wanted to borrow money in the first place. Could it be a school of vultures or, or a bevy? It's a school of fish and a bevy of... grouse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Serves me right. If I see a penny of that money, I'll be lucky. There, William, you're lucky. I say, uh, would one say a flock, a, a gaggle of vultures? A gaggle? The vultures don't come in gaggles. Well, uh, what do vultures come in? Politics. Oh. <laughs> no, Uncle Cecil, I'm asking you now for the last time. Are you going to pay me? No. Thank heavens we don't have to talk about that anymore. <laughs> I intend to collect that which is due to me if I have to carry it to the highest court in the land. Now, how about that IOU? Take your hands out of my pocket, you ugly little growth. <laughs> William, is that the real estate page? Pass it to me, will you? I'm thinking of investing in land. Oh, Uncle Cecil, at California prices, $200 wouldn't buy you a mud ball. Well, of course, on the other hand, I may buy a car. Are the new Cadillacs out yet? You might be able to buy the horn. Then I could go around blowing my own horn, couldn't I? Ha, 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 ha. 
I say that was rather foul, wasn't it? Yes. Listen, Uncle Cecil, what do you need two cars for? Mine and the one you're going to buy. William, you speak as though I'd taken over your car. You use it almost as much as I do. The only car you'll be able to buy for $200 these days is a kitty car. Oh, nonsense. Haven't you heard the announcements on the wireless? They're trying to give them away. Oh. No money down, no co-signers, no red ribbons. Red ribbons? Yeah. In America, Uncle Cecil, we say red tape. Oh, yes, yes. And listen, you mustn't believe everything you hear. Why, yesterday I heard of a chap named Honest L. Says he wants everybody to have a car. Says he promised his poor old mother before she died that he'd sell all his cars at a loss. Come in and make an offer. I know, but listen, Uncle Cecil, I have heard plenty of times that a lot of these used car places are just rackets run by a lot of crooks. Honest L, a crook? Well... How could a man who loved his mother so much be a crook? Honest Al would probably sell you his mother if you made him an offer. Yes, but what would I do with Honest Al's mother? Seriously, Uncle Cecil, if you're really going to buy a used car, be sure to choose a reliable dealer. Honest Al is reliable. He said so himself. You know, I think I'll go down and have a look at those cars he's selling at a loss. I prefer convertibles. Something not too flashy. Perhaps a conservative brown to go with my brown tweed suit. Or something green to go with your complexion. <laughs> oh, what a vile child. I say, William, now that I'll be using the garage, you'd better think of something to do with your car. Cheerio. <laughs> I guess that must be Honest Dale's establishment there. I say, what a novel way to advertise. Three bear traps hanging out in front. Uncle Cecil, that is a junkyard. Honest Al's is on the other corner. Why did you have to come along? You might need a co-signer. Now, you leave the business end to me. I know how to deal with these fellas. I don't want him to know I have all this cash. I think you were awful smart to pin it to your underwear. Oh, snap your bubble gum and be quiet. I say, I say you, uh, <coughs> where would I find Honest Al? What do you want with him? Well, I'm thinking of making him an offer. Oh, you want to buy a car? Well, 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 come in, friend. Step right in. Said the spider to the fly. Yes, I was interested in your ad. But all those cars you must get rid of at a loss. Well, I'm certainly delighted to meet your friend. And you too, little girl. Ugh, what an oily handshake. I'm Honest Al. What's your name, little girl? At school, they call me Square Deal Smith. Ha, <laughs> ha. So we want to buy a car, do we? Do I look that stupid? He's the one who wants to buy a car. What a cute little thing. Here, take this nickel and go buy yourself a lollipop. Don't hurry back. What an oily nickel. Now let's get down to business here, shall we? How much is that tan convertible? Well, friend, that car's a good, clean job. The best buy in the lot. It was owned by an old lady who only drove around in her own backyard. <laughs> Uh, well, now, uh, how much is it, old boy? Well, friend, honest Al never haggles over money. Give me $3,000, you can drive it off the lot. Yes, well, now, for $3,000, I ought to be able to fly it off the lot. <laughs> my, uh, my dear fellow, oh, you're not, uh, you're not serious, are you? Well, oh, make oh, me oh, an offer, oh. friend. $200. My dear friend, you're not serious, are you? $200. Why don't you two stop wasting each other's time? You're both serious. I'll plan to tell you what I'm going to do. 
Come on over here behind this billboard. Yeah, now, uh, there's something I don't show to everybody who comes in here, you know. Really? I, I don't blame you. What is it? <laughs> what was it? Go get your lollipop, small fry. Our friend, this beautiful car belonged to my mother. A sweet, dear old lady who never drove over 20. I have a special sentimental attachment for her. Yes, well, now, how much is it without the special attachment? Uh, my friend is the best buy of the lot. Of course, it needs a little paint. That's the original finish. You're so right. You know, I, I really wanted a convertible. Oh, this is more fun. It's a collapsible. <laughs> well, friend, would you like to start her up? Well, yes, as a matter of fact, I would. Uh, where's the starter? Here's the crank. Gee, gee whiz, look at that thing with the bow. That's the horn. <laughs> Why, just listen to that, friend. Beautiful. They don't make horns like that anymore. No, no. Uh, I say, those are odd-looking lights. How do you turn them on? Simple. Just light a match to the wick. <laughs> you never have to worry about the glare. How do you dim them? Blow? I say, this isn't one of those hot rod jobs, is it? <laughs> this one isn't even warm. Didn't I give you a nickel for lollipop? Now, friend, this car has another feature. A radio. I'll switch it on. Here, slip these over your ears. <laughs> Earmuffs on a hot day like this? Those are earphones. Here, listen, I'll plug them into the dashboard. Spike the radio. A later model, perhaps. How about that sedan over there? That one? Ah, friend, that proves you know your cars. Why, that's the best buy on the lot. Yes, you're fond of that sentence, aren't you? How much is that best buy? Well, as a matter of fact, friend, I hate to sell that one. You see, I got the back seat rented out to a couple of veterans. Two veterans live in the back seat? Yes, a paratrooper and a whack. At first, one rented the front seat and one rented the back. But they decided to get married and save money. God bless our happy sedan. <laughs> My friend, he used to have every car in the lot rented out, but the government is ruining business. I'm afraid I don't follow you. Well, the Bitman's project, housing project. My tenants got to demanding all the conveniences of a concert hut. I tell you, friend, the government shouldn't interfere with free enterprise. Were you in the war, Honest Al? I certainly was. Why? I was just wondering... Which side you fought on? People like you ought to be investigated. No friction, no friction, please. Now, honest Al, how much is that car? Well, friend, I tell you what I'm going to do. Let's lay a cards on the table. I did, Cap, I'm not here to play gin rummy. How much is that car? Well, let's be honest. How much do you intend to spend? Well, I had in mind about, about $200. Well, uh, there's a coincidence, friend. That car you picked out. For $200, you can drive it off the lot. Why, the motor purrs like a cat. Furthermore, when you buy a car from Anastyle, you get a blanket guarantee. Really? Well, I think I'll take the car. Fine, fine. Give me the cash and I'll get the formalities to sign. Yes, if you'll pardon me, I'll get the cash. 
Uncle Cecil, if you're smart, you'll leave that money pinned to your underwear. Quiet, your little income tax deduction. Well, <laughs> um, let's get the paperwork over with, shall we? I want to show off a car to my nephew. <laughs> I got myself a bargain, didn't I? Ever ride in a better car? I still don't believe it. You better knock on wood. Oh, oh, what is Gee, that? Gee, this is a smart car. It's doing the knocking for you. I say, what's coming off here? Maybe the wheels are. You think we can make it home? Oh, I say, listen to that. Put it on automatic and let's bail out. Well, thank heavens the car is guaranteed. Hang on, dear. We're going back to Honest Al. But Al, dear Honest Al, we didn't get two blocks before the car broke down. You were lucky. Your deal's a deal. Now quit bothering me. And what about that blanket guarantee you mentioned? Well, read it. It's just what it says. A blanket guarantee. It protects you from ravel, rip, moss, and the shrinkage at the dry cleaners. Uncle Cecil, I think you've been had. Bumps, I think we need a lawyer. Come on, let's go and consult your father. What was that? I don't know. It came from the driveway. Look! It's Uncle Cecil. He must have bought a car. Well, then what's he doing with that thing? Nancy, come on. Well, hadn't I better take the fire extinguisher? Uncle Cecil, are you all right? None of your crude humor, William. Where did you buy the flamethrower? This was a... But this was the best buy in the lot. Only 200. I should have made you walk home. It would have been a pleasure. William, I'd like your legal opinion. I seem to be in a bit of a jam. Uh-oh. These papers that rascal had me sign, just what do they say? Well, here, let me see them. Uh, here and after referred to as, uh, whereas party of the first part reads... Bill. Bill. Hmm. Why do legal documents sound like that? Why aren't they written in language people can understand? Nancy, don't be silly. What would happen to us attorneys if we made contracts so just anyone could understand them? <laughs> oh, brother. Hmm. What's the matter now? Honest Al. Guys like that ought to be shot. Tell me what I signed. What didn't you sign? You've got two years of payments. And at what an interest rate. Look at this. And insurance. Now, here's a new one. Hail insurance. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. I tried to warn you, Uncle Cecil. What a jip this contract is. Even the fine print has fine print. <laughs> and this guarantee. Now, there's there is a laugh. William, I want you to help me send that scoundrel up the stream. Did you tell him the car broke down right after you got off the lot? I told him, all right. Well, what did he say? Well, he said, isn't it wonderful what a little sawdust will do for a transmission? Yes. And the high binder had the nerve to say he'd buy the car back for $75. He did. Well, yes. listen, you had better take it. You'll lose your whole 200 if you miss one monthly payment. Monthly payment? Yes. Oh, what have I done? <laughs> What's so confoundedly funny? A few minor expenses. 
expenses. I say we won't let the chap get away with it, will you, will we? Well, Uncle Cecil, you can't help yourself. You're stuck, but good. You owe $290. And Honest Al seems to have his own finance concern. Darling, if he's a cook, how can he stay in business? Nancy, dear, I am just a lawyer. I don't write the laws. Uncle Cecil, if you can sell it back to that fellow for 75 believe me, take it. And lose a hundred and a quarter? Do you think I'm a fool? Oh. In basic English, yes. Ooh. That scoundrel is going to be sorry he crossed swords with me. Why, I was a scoundrel before he even ever thought of it. <laughs> I'm going to get my money back. How, party of the first part? Oh, you little homespun scarecrow, mind your own business. <laughs> well, you better stick to goldfish, Uncle Cecil, and leave sharks alone. I'm going to get my $200 back somehow. If I could find someone as dumb as I was... That would be hard. Yeah. Maybe you ought to advertise. Honest Cecil, make me an offer. Mm. I say, what an idea. William, is there any car paint around? Oh, no. Listen, you are not going to doctor that thing up and sell it to some other innocent soul. That thought had never occurred to me. I say, I think I'll look in the garage for some car paint. Uncle Cecil, just because Honest Al is a crook... Well, I might even double my money. Hmm. Well, I'm off to the paint pots. Uncle Jimmy has got a beautiful... Bill, darling, lunch is ready. Are Bumps and Uncle Cecil out in the garage? I don't know. I'll look. Should be. She was helping him paint. Hey. Hmm? The car is gone. Impossible. They couldn't have driven off in that thunder machine without us hearing. Well, they could have coasted down the driveway. Uh-oh. <laughs> William, old boy, will you come and pull me home? Now, Nancy, that isn't particularly funny. <laughs> Hello? Tukum Carry Tow Service. We've just gone out of business. Tow your own car home. Hey, does Cecil Smythe live at this address? Oh, I beg your pardon. Yes, he does. Well, this is Honest Al. I've heard what he did with that car I sold him. Well... Now, if he'll come in, I'll be interested in making a deal with him. He knows my number. Okay. Who was it, Don? Honest Al. Sounds like he wants to buy the car back, all right. Willikers, Uncle Cecil must have done a fine paint job. Hello? Hello. This is the Daily Times. Could you tell us where to find Cecil Smythe? We want to get pictures and a story about his car for the evening edition. Hello, this is Honest Al again. Look, tell that Smythe character I've got to see him at once. I want that car back. That mob. 
Hey, isn't that Uncle Cecil's car? Yeah, parked right in the middle of the intersection. Oh, look at him, standing on the hood. What's he doing? He's making a speech. Listen to him. Well, let me get in there closer. Hey, Nancy, look what he's painted in red letters on the side of his car. This is an Honest Al bargain. <laughs> Sawdust in the transmission. Paper in the brake bands. Monthly payment for two years. <laughs> Honest Al belongs behind prison bars. <laughs> Gabriel, see, let's listen to what Cease is saying. False advertising is the root of all evil. It lies, cheats, and bilks an innocent public out of its hard-earned savings. Honest Al, what a misnomer. <laughs> Honest Al has made thousands by his false advertising. False advertising should have a coat of arms emblazoned on all its products. A smiling liar riding a guarantee rampant on a field of fine print with the legend beneath, cheat the buyer. <laughs> I speak as one of the built. You see before you an orphan whose last cent went into this silly tangle of misrepresentation. And if you don't believe me, only examine this guaranteed car, which is broken down here in the intersection an hour after I bought it. Uncle Cecil... One hour, that's all. Uncle Cecil, listen. Get away, child, you bother me. Let me tell you about Honest Hell's blanket guarantee. Uncle Cecil, I've got a message from Honest Hell. He says he'll take the car back. Scramble, child. He'll give you double what you paid if you'll just shut up and get off the street. Beware of Honest Hell's friendly credit terms. You'll go hungry for years. What did you say, child? Honest Hell wants to buy the car back? Yes, that's right. Where is he? He's on the outskirts of the crowd. With his hat pulled over his face. Oh, ho, cowed, eh? Ladies and gentlemen, I have just received a communique from Honest Hell himself. He's trying to buy my silence. Another man would be tempted to accept. He's offering $400. I accept. I say, advertising does pay, doesn't it? <laughs> You baffle me. Half the time, you're as bad a scoundrel as Honest Al himself. Then all of a sudden, you come through with flying color. You certainly gave Honest Al a setback, Uncle Cecil. I hope it teaches him a lesson. <laughs> Gee, Willikins, Uncle Cecil. Four hundred smackers. That certainly proves honesty pays. Yes, well, what are you going to do with the money? Pay us off, I presume. Yes, how about that IOU in my piggy bank for $3.28? You little vulture... Yeah. How about my collection of IOUs? And how about what you borrowed from the food kitty? You're a pack of vultures. Vultures don't come in packs. I don't want to go through that again. <laughs> I tell you, I need this money. Oh, now, you're not going to buy another used car, are you? No, William. But I'm thinking of going into business. What? Square deal smide cars sold to the lot. Oh, make me an offer. Oh, no. <laughs> Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for 